What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Social distancing gets ignored, the future is a lame name, and Kushida comes back from the past. Welcome to Raw and Order Snap Judgments. My name is DA Vincent K. Fabe, that's District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. We had one great NXT show on April 1st. It is not an April Fool's joke. This has been a fantastic show. Um... I'm just going to start off, though. There is, because I've had the pleasure of doing the SmackDown review and the NXT review the last two weeks, I'll do SmackDown on Friday. Um, there is something to be said for how boring Tom Phillips is. I'm over it. Um, Sam Sam Roberts did a much better job than Byron Saxton did, um, which is to be expected because Byron Saxton's not really all that good. Uh, but Tom Phillips doesn't know the moves, doesn't know the, uh, sequencing, doesn't, uh, doesn't bring a lot to the table. Um, I've referred to him as Michael Cole Light, uh, after seeing SmackDown last week. Uh, I would, I would hands down say he's not even in the game with Michael Cole. Um, please, 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 please bring back the NXT commentary booth or the very, very least Mario Ronaldo. I don't care if you have to, this is all pre-recorded stuff. Anyways, put it in Mario's hands. Let him do the commentary from home. He can fill these gaps. He can be enjoyable. Um, yeah, this is over. I mean, I, I cannot do any more Tom Phillips. Uh, I can't handle Tom Phillips being as bad as he is on commentary. That said, we're going to move on to the, the storylines here. Um, I'll just run through these in sequence real quick just to give you an idea of what happened. Uh, and then I'll give my feedback on them. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Velveteen Dream starts off against Bobby Fish. Um, this match happens exactly... Uh, the, in terms of the win-loss, exactly how we expect it to happen. We did have the overcome the odds that uh, WWE so very much likes um, trickling into NXT. Um, you know, uh, <coughs> Dream goes for a double axe handle off the top rope down to the floor uh, on Bobby Fish, and it ends up injuring his leg. They go to commercial... Uh, Bobby Fish kind of lures the man a little bit, attacks the leg, all those types of things. Um, we really get kind of a dominant sequence from Bobby Fish towards the end. And then, you know, obviously Dream uh, avoids the move, pushes Bobby Fish to the corner. Bobby Fish comes out to attack him, and he hits the Dream Valley driver from nowhere. Um, Dream is not about, I mean, his wrestling's on point, don't get me wrong. But what makes the dream so great is his promos, and they ran a promo right after this, and um, it's just he's he's wonderfully cryptic and eccentric and everything you could possibly want from from a, 
a different character, I guess. Um, you know, it, it was really, really good. I will say that Sam Roberts had a crap comment during this. Otherwise, Sam Roberts was a great heel commentator. Um, but he, he said, I wonder if Dream is wondering right now uh, if he looks stupid in the pearls. Well, number one, he's not wearing the pearls, which which Tom Phillips, the one good line that Tom Phillips says, he's not wearing the pearls right now. Uh, number two, what? Like, that's the best you got in that moment? Um, it, it just, yeah. Um, that's the only bad thing I'm going to say about Sam Roberts other than his voice. He sounds kind of like a man who got kicked in the testicles at the age of 14 um and it was permanent and his voice never came back down so that's okay uh we don't we, I, i'm not gonna dog on a guy's voice other than the fact that um as a heel we're stuck listening to it so um after that we move right on into a recap of malcolm vivens group attack on riddle i said the future is a crap name i will say it again the future is a crap name um i thought they were going to be called the future i thought it'd be great and what do we get the future of the nxt tag division is induce share uh and part of vivens enterprises these dudes are cool. I loved them last week. I thought, okay, let's just name them the future. Um, to, we find out today that they're Rinku and Seraph, um, and uh, Malcolm Vivens does a, a decent. Pro- I mean, um, it, it's kind of a duplication of Teddy Long. It's it's good. I mean, he does good stuff, but the name is just garbage. Um, it's it's just Vivens Enterprises, like. For you to be in Vivens Enterprises, don't you have to have more than just two clients? Like, this needs to be kind of a million-dollar dream type stable. Um, or million-dollar man type stable or something. You know, a larger stable if you're going to call it Enterprises. So, um, just, you know, maybe listen to some podcasts when you're naming your your groups if you, they don't have a name yet. Because Vivens Enterprises sucks. Uh, move on to, uh, so, oh, I forgot to give a conviction or acquittal on the first match. Um, we all know where this Velveteen Dream storyline is going with the, uh, with the Undisputed Era. Um, this is convicted of perfectly progressing the storyline. It opens up a fake knee injury for a while so that UE can kind of, kind of attack that. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for this. This is a good, good sequence here. Um, and Bobby Fish looked great and, and, um, dream looked great. I mean, both of them look great. Uh, in the recap and interview of last week, uh, I bet you can guess that I'm going to go ahead and acquit that of anything good just because of the name. Um, it is, it, the name is convicted, convicted crap. I mean, it really is, which would probably be a better name than Vivens Enterprises. I'm just going to say that convicted crap is a better name than Vivens Enterprises. Um, just move on. You had such a good line when you said the future of NXT tag division. This is the future of NXT tag division with that spacing and, and, 
and speed last week, I thought this is it. This is the team. The team's gonna be named the future, and it would have been fine, and I would not have been pissed off about it at all. Um, I hope. In fact, I think I said on the show it's kind of a lame name, but it's better than what they'll probably come up with. And I will flat out say the future is a crappy name. So, um, and that crappy name is Vivens Enterprises. You consider convicted crap. Consider that. That's maybe an idea to do. I don't know. I mean, try something different. Anyway, um, moving on. We got a Dexter Loomis match. Um, I hate, hate when they do parts unknown, undisclosed location for where somebody's from. Dexter Loomis, on the other hand, I loved. They developed more character in this match from a guy who we haven't seen in weeks. We saw a promo last week, but other than that, we haven't really seen in weeks. Um, in terms of in the ring, um, several weeks. Went up against Jake Atlas. This felt like a squash match, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jake Atlas um, has some... Some... I don't know. It's a, some offense i guess you would call it i i hate this i hate a squash match can be a squash match especially when it's a, a no name versus a relatively no name you know um this first match for dexter loomis really needed to be a squash match uh dude the intensity that comes from him not just from the fact that he doesn't blink and his eyes are really intense but as a whole the the way he moves um, he has a lot of intense pop to his moves. Um, reminds me a lot of early Goldberg. Uh, and and I know that that's... In Goldberg's instance, that was to hide a lack of, of ability. In this instance, this dude has some ability. I mean, it was really good. Um, he did one of the best Hurricane Rana bumps I've ever seen a big man do. Um, so he takes the bump from Jake Atlas, which was the only reason I would be able to see this is if we did allow Atlas to have some offense. So maybe there's the upside is that for those of us who are wrestling fans, we can go, Oh my gosh, you can take a bump too. He's not just going to be a new Goldberg or a new Ryback or whatever garbage stuff they've done in the past. Um, he took this gorgeous hurricane Rana bump. Um, but I did feel like there was too much Jake Atlas, uh, uh offense. Um, Dexter Loomis is great. Here's the part where I fell in love. His clothes was a sit out in Zaguri. I think he should have held on to that. So he did it like a, the equivalent of a sidewalk slam from an in Zaguri and sat out with it at the same time. Um, and then he went to a side headlock sleeper. If he can sequence those together, it would be the coolest closeout to any match. Um, that that headlock, that side headlock sleeper is a, is a submission move. Um, it looks a little bit brutal. We know it's actually not brutal. Um, those two can sequence straight in together without a break. I think that would be fantastic. I understand if there needs to be a break, though, for safety. So that's fine because um, he went straight into it and he's already sitting down and just boom, right into it. It was freaking gorgeous. The other thing that, that's cool about that move. So we talked a little while back on um, 
on WBU about how the, the figure four is such a good move because it requires somebody to keep their shoulders off the mat. Um, it opens the door for a heel to cheat. Um, it, uh, it, it, you know, it causes pain. Um, and the heel, like I said, the heel could cheat. Uh, you have to look the other guy in the eyes. This moves as close as submission as I've seen to that in ages other than the figure four itself um you you do kind of have to look into the guy's eyes or close to him or you can at least see them um you're locked up you he could roll it into a pin uh, pinning combination uh he could cheat if, if the referee's looking at you uh he could easily put his feet up on the ropes to gain leverage um it's there's a lot of good stuff with Dexter Loomis, and and hopefully they don't mess this one up. So, um, good moves. Uh, page two. Um, that's as close as I'm going to get to a Paul Harvey impression ever. So, I apologize for that. They did another Killer Cross promo. Um, I assume, based on what we saw, or what we heard from the commentators after it, that we are going to get a different name for Killer Cross, which is unfortunate. Um, but they did another Killer Cross promo, and it was good. They also did a Champa and Gargano promo. Um, I don't know if I've ever looked so forward to the end of a feud and loved the feud that much. This is uh, five years. They actually said it on here, so maybe they did listen to the show last week and just didn't take the suggestion for the name of the tag team. I'm still a little pissed about this. But uh, that's next week, y'all. Make sure you listen or make sure you watch because Champa Gargano will be fantastic. And I really feel like this is the so there's a Killer Cross promo, Champa Gargano promo right by each other. Um, there was a Killer Cross promo at the end of the Champa Gargano promo. Um, this could get really, really good. And I think Killer Cross is going to attack during that. So that's my prediction for next week. We won't get the end of Champa Gargano. We'll get them reunited to stop Killer Cross from eating them alive. Uh, okay, now we move on. This is one of the big ones that's been featured. Um, I spent a little more time than most people would probably want on the third match and an undercard match, um, considering the opener was... A million times better than they've had for an opener in several weeks. Um, so we might go a little long. We're not going to go as long as last week, though. Uh, the women's uh, gauntlet match. We start with Shotzi Blackheart. Blah, 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 blah. Shotzi Blackheart and Deanna Peraza. Um, we get the on for the win for Shotzi. Um, there's going to be a, a recurring theme and I want to make sure I mentioned it at the beginning. This is not about Shotzi being tired. This is about, um, Shotzi's timing being off. Shotzi's offensive timing is a little off. She's scared to hurt somebody is my true belief here. Um, we've just got a situation. Sorry if you can hear my dryer. We've got a situation where I think that Shotzi is a little fearful to hurt people. Um, Deanna's uh, uh, not arriving too soon to take the bump. 
she's waiting for the bumps. And this this happens over and over and over in this, except for a couple times when it's a out of nowhere win. So um, Shotzi gets the win here. The timing was a little bit off. She did get the win with the Centon. Um, Zaya Lee is the next one that comes out. Um, she is dominant right off the bat, which I really, really wanted Zaya to win this whole thing. So, um, I was jacked. I'm like, yes. And Shotzi gets a surprise submission out of nowhere. She takes a double chicken wing, um, double chicken wing and then flips over and looks kind of painful. Not, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in love with it or not. Um, Aaliyah comes out. Aaliyah actually puts on more of a even match with Shotzi. Um, they do a, kind of a rolling cradle thing. That's all right. I don't. It's it was there. Um, Shotzi goes for yet another submission. This one actually looked more painful than the one that she got Zaya with, and the one that she eventually gets Aaliyah with. So this is going to be her closing, her closer. Um, but it's. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in love with Shotzi at this point because, again, we get a lot of offense on her, um, from her that that looks like Aaliyah has to wait and and you know, um, I don't know. Like I can't say that that had it not happened in the Perazzo match, I'd have probably just attributed it to being tired, and that's okay. Um, but we're three matches in, and everybody has had to wait for your offense, uh, which really, really breaks up the continuity in a match. So it's tough to watch. Um, I will say Shotzi also did a double chicken wing, a double chicken wing suplex that, that, um, was incredible. I mean, that's a closing move. It was awesome to watch. Uh, she did that on Aaliyah. Uh, then Caden Carter comes down, comes out. I don't know if you guys watched the Caden Carter versus um, versus Candice LeRae match last week. Ooh, um, I blamed a lot on Candice last week on their match not being great. I I'm starting to think that Caden is maybe the sloppy one here. Um, it was very very sloppy uh, at this juncture. Shotzi is um, definitively tired and should be, um, and so so the pacing is really off because Shotzi's again. I think she's scared to accidentally hurt somebody with her offense. Um, I didn't love Zia Lee so much. I'd probably be higher on Shotzi throughout this whole thing. So anyway. Uh, Caden Carter gets beat with the senton from Shotzi, and so um, Shotzi is starting to look, well, Shotzi is flat out looking like the, the she might be called Shotzi Blackheart, but tonight she was Shotzi Lionheart. Ah, uh, get it? Okay, that wasn't the best joke I've ever told. Anyway, so Dakota Rakai comes out with Raquel Gonzalez. Um, obviously, Raquel gets involved a couple times. Shotzi's tired. Um... Dakota tries to uh, go to kick um, and actually gets it after Raquel Gonzalez hits a distraction. Um, 
Dakota Kai wins, which works great for a heel. Heels um, are are traditionally good gauntlet winners, good opportunists. Uh, think about Edge uh, early in his career when he became the ultimate opportunist. Uh, really good heel work. Um, again, of these of these five or of these six, my favorite wrestler or my favorite showings tonight uh, were from Perazzo and Zaylee. Um, so I'm not overly in love with the end of this. Um, Dakota Kai frequently looks sloppy. Um, that'll work fine in a ladder match because sloppy is exactly what a ladder match ends up being. So, um, Shotzi did do some great bumping and she took her bumps very, very well, but her offensive timing is, uh, leaves a little something, something to be desired. So that leaves us with next week on NXT. We've got Chelsea Green. Tegan Knox, Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, and now uh, Dakota Kai in a number one contender's um, ladder match. That's right, a number one contender's ladder match. So um, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Next week's going to be a lot of uh, as much fun as this week, I really do think. Um, we've also got Gargano. So next week we've got Gargano Champa, probably with Killer Cross showing up. We've got um, the women's ladder match for number one contender. We'll know who that person is going to be taking on, which could equal uh, interference, which would be awesome. So it's just going to be an overall pretty good show next week. Uh, right after that, we get a Charlotte versus Rhea promo. I am going to go ahead and say this to Smarks. So, Smarks, I know you're probably listening to this um, oh, late Thursday, early Friday, maybe maybe while you're on, uh, well, maybe you're, I don't know if you have a patrol tomorrow or not, uh, or Friday or not, um, Thursday or Friday. Uh, but I know you're going to listen to this at some point when you're doing the production um, this is the only promo that I saw tonight that really showed one dominant character. And I'm going to say that I think if your rule is correct uh, on promos on go-home shows, um, Rhea's going to win this because Charlotte looked dominant during the promo. I was not going to talk about promos unless they were directly reflective of next week. Um but this is a good promo. Like, like I'm not talking about Cena, Cena, and uh, yeah, the the promo for the Fiend and Cena, because it's not an NXT thing. Um, but I will talk about this one because it does have a direct effect on the future of NXT. Um, Charlotte looked dominant in the promo. Smarks is convinced on the Go Home Show if a character looks dominant. He thinks that promos would be the case right now, but if a character looks dominant on the go-home show, they lose. So, Charlotte looked way dominant in this uh, promo. So, I'm going to say that she probably loses. Um, That's the only reason I'm talking about that. So, Smarks, if you're right, I'm marking it on a calendar today. So, um, the next match we had was Kushida versus... um, Joaquin Wild, uh, Kushida, of course, does a little bit of joking, tries to listen to the fans. It's an empty arena. It's funny. I get it. Um, of course, him being the, uh, the king of, of, uh, oh, yeah, back to, like, the Back to the Future outfit still rolling there. Anyway, sorry. Um, 
Sam Roberts has a phenomenal line here, which makes me kind of want to keep Sam Roberts around, even though he has the girl voice. Um, if Joaquin, if Joaquin Wilde can win and get a haircut, it could be a really big challenge in the uh, division. This is it was probably on the closest close up we got of Joaquin Wilde's really crappy haircut, so I enjoyed that a lot. Um, the numerous times. Kushida um, did some amazing moves. I loved this. It, it, so if you've heard others of our shows, you've heard that uh, frequently I get upset with like Osprey-type matches where there's a lot of flip-de-doos that happen um, with no physical contact, no, no actual attacking. Um, and it, it pisses me off because if you're going to be spot monkeys, then you got to hit the spots. You don't get to have the superhero landing at the end. And both of you look at each other like, ha ha ha, that was cool. When it's just a gymnastics fest. I'm not doing the gymnastics fest. I'm watching wrestling, which means there's physical offense and defense. So I bring that up because there was a ton of flip de do offense set up, spot fest set up here. But it felt so incredibly natural. So they, I, um, this is my props to Joaquin Wilde. This is my props to Kushida. Love Kushida here. Um, there was a there was a moment of sportsmanship from Kushida, which um, we need more of, uh, especially in main event type stuff. It was good stuff. Um, at the end, Kushida hits a hip toss uh, to an armbar for the win. So. Um, Kushida has done several different things to an armbar for a win. It's like he can set up an armbar out of nowhere, and I love it. I really, really do love it. So, uh, fantastic job to Kushida. <sighs> Pardon me. Uh, fantastic job to Joaquin Wild. Really, it was a good match. Um, after this, we go to a commercial break, then we come back, and Joaquin Wild is outside. We're going to get an interview, and just like Mendoza... Um, he, he gets kidnapped by the luchadors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really feel like there, there was an opportunity for a social distancing joke here. I think he could have said, no, I can't go with you. Social distancing. And they could have responded with something along the lines of, don't worry, we've got mask on. Oh, okay. And he goes with him because it was, it was far too voluntary for him to go with him. Um, for me to believe it in a, it being a kidnap, it was also um, little to no reason. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this storyline, and I I don't know if I want to know during the COVID nineteen. Like you can make you can make a healthy joke here, but you can't. Like, you just basically said we're taking this dude and socializing with him and breaking all the rules. So. Uh, please encourage people to social distance um, with your programming too. I don't know. That's as good as I got. Um, and then we're there. We're at the moment that everyone's been waiting for. I did a page and a half on this match. I could have easily done three pages if I'd have stopped, rewound, all that stuff. Um, Davian Priest versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. Um... First and foremost, I, I have to say this. It is okay to pipe in some background noise here, guys. 
I needed to hear Keith Lee, whoop, whoop, Keith Lee, whoop, whoop, Keith Lee, whoop, whoop. I needed to hear that. Uh, but I'm okay with it, and I'll move on with life. I'm just telling you, maybe piping in some noises is a good option here. Um, they, I, I felt weird during the announcing of, of the wrestlers here, because they, they were all in the ring, they all announced, they all staring at each other. Um, Priest has laser eyes through Keith Lee. Um... Damian Priest, you break all the rules, dude. Like, how are you going to stand there and just silently wait? Like, pull out a nightstick. Beat some butts. Let's go, man. Like, I don't know. Um, there's a moment right early in the match where they all three kick the person to their, I believe, to their left. And get, all get kind of knocked out. Kind of a cool little spot. Um also kind of a spot fest. You can do a spot fest with these two, these three because of their size, though, because it's all going to be big show. Um, it was a little too choke, choke slammy throughout the match, but as a whole, you can do that with these guys because they have it. Um, we move on. We have a moment where uh, right after commercial, uh, Dijak... So Keith Lee is trying to suplex um, Priest... Priest resists uh, from the top rope. Sorry. Priest resists. Dijak gets back in, puts Keith Lee on his shoulders. Priest hits a um, spinning heel kick from the top rope to take uh, to knock Keith Lee off the electric chair. Um, and they all go down. This was gorgeous. And I mean, gore. I would love to see this be a tag team finisher, um, a modern day version. And they actually say it, a modern day uh, version of the uh, destroyer, what? Um, uh, it's the it's the finisher for the Road Warriors. Anyway, a modern day version of that, um, I'd be absolutely okay with that. It would be wonderful. Um, we then get a double choke slam on Keith Lee from Priest and uh, Dijak. Um, you're gonna see a lot of that through this. Like I said, uh, there is a moment where. Uh, Dijak's out on the floor. Keith Lee goes out there with him. Priest does a suicide dive, but steps on the second rope as he's going up and over because it's a short dive. They're right by the ring. Um, I thought he was going to hit his head on the on the apron. I thought I thought he was going to kill himself. I really did. It was a great suicide dive for the short distance that he had. Uh, sometimes it's hard to jump straight down, especially when you're going over a rope, especially when you're stepping on said rope. Like the only way that this gets harder is if he steps on the f second rope, then the third rope, and then does a, uh, 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 shooting star press down onto the two of them. I mean, it just incredible little suicide dive from him there. Um, we, uh. They, they, they had an opportunity for a, a split title hit T. So Keith Lee is down in the ring at one point. Um, Dijak and Priest are on opposite corners. They go at each other. They do kind of a spinning heel kick to each other. They both land on Keith Lee at the same time. I thought, man, what a great way to continue this feud. Have co-champions. Um... I don't know. I, I, I thought there was a ton that they could do in that moment. 
But they didn't, and Keith Lee kicked out, and so we're going to move on. They should do that at some point, just so so they're aware. On NXT, that is a good move. Um, uh, Dijak does, goes to... Uh, later on, we go to the commercial again. We come back later on. Uh, so Keith Lee is down in the ring. Um, Di- uh, Priest is outside the ring. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic goes to the top rope, does his flip-de-do, spinny Rooney thing that he does so very, very, very well. Um, it's a good look. It's a good flip-de-do. It's a good everything. And he lands it and hits it, and Keith Lee kicks out. Um, folks, you're going to have to take the title off Keith Lee at some point in your life. Don't make him indestructible. So, but he has been hit by the flip-de-do. And there's an important piece to that because shortly later, um, Dijak is in the ring. Priest comes in with uh, with a, a nightstick because you know that's his thing right now. Um, who'd have thought that the big boss man would upgrade to being a priest? Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I was supposed to say that earlier in the show. Um, I thought of that all day. That's the best I had all day. Thank heavens I got better. It got better later on when I actually watched the show because all day I'm thinking, oh, we know that Damian Priest is on the night and he's got that nightstick, the big boss man. It wasn't a good joke all day. I don't know why I still included it tonight. (laughs) Um, So Dijak stops Priest from using the nightstick, puts him up, for feast your eyes priest uses the nightstick to hit dijak's knee during feast your eyes making dijak injured lee jumps in launches priest out of the ring a uh, very very much so like the adam cole launch not as cool as the adam cole launch because you know there wasn't a bunch of people sitting in seats um keith lee hits the big uh sorry the big ben catastrophe um, retains the title. Uh, he hits that on Dijakovic. This was a really, really good match. Um, it was busy for three big dudes. I think you could have gotten more out of just two at a time. I really want to see um, more Damian Priest. I really want to see a title on Dijakovic. Um, I think Keith Lee can move to the world title picture. Um, Uh, obviously Velveteen Dream if he wins over Adam Cole that probably can't happen Um, and it probably can't happen because Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee in my opinion are both faces so um, I don't want to those are we could do a face face but it's it would it would lend itself to Velveteen Dream becoming heelish um, cause he's more of a tweener face. So I just don't know that that works all that well. Um, great show. I would say match of the night was Kushida. I do have to give, uh, my, my, uh, convictions and acquittals all the way through, which I have not done. Um, Dexter Loomis is convicted of being a terroristic, awesome, uh, I'm, I'm pumped to watch more Dexter Loomis. I really am. Um, Jake Atlas learned to, learned to be learned to be the guy who gets buried when you're supposed to be the guy that gets buried. 
uh, the women's gauntlet. I'm going to quit Shotzi of being crap right now because it was a long match and she does have to be nervous about some things. Um, I'm going to convict Xia Li. I'm going to convict Deanna Perrazzo of really helping me fall in love with her because that was... She puts on a hell of a match. Um, she's, she's not the champ, but um, she is. I'm going to convict Xia Li of being dominant and just freaking awesome. She should have been in the in the ladder match. Xia Li needs the push. Xia, that's X-I-A space L-I. Okay, are you listening, Trips? That's what who needs the push. Um, Aaliyah is garbage and always has been, so she is acquitted of being anything I'd want it to see in the ring ever again. Caden Carter needs a little more time developing. I think they're just trying to fill out the women's division there. I am not a big fan of Dakota Kai, and I'm probably going to get murdered for this. So if somebody kills me, that's why. And you can put it on my tombstone. Uh, don't say Dakota Kai is not great, but Dakota Kai is not great. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that convicted of being a good heel character, not a great wrestler. Shotzi, um, you're getting another shot. Your acquittal gives you another shot to show me that your offense doesn't have to have people stand there and wait for you to set it up. Um, it was really sloppy and it could have just been writing because it's a lot. So, um, after that, uh, Kushida, uh, convicted of the match of the night. That was a great, great match. And this is a night where we had Keith Lee, Dijak and, and Damian Priest. That's how good this match was. If you just jump to the big name matches, the two big name matches, you miss the best match of the night in between them. That's how good it was. Um, I'm not loving the Mendoza and Wild storyline. I don't know why. I've met some people where I've seen some some podcasters recently who uh, who really enjoy the Otis and Mandy Rose storyline right now, and I think that's garbage. I... Um, think that's garbage because it's so much like the Lana and Rusev storyline. This storyline with Joaquin and Mendoza, um, don't really know. Not really sure. Kind of feels like they're copycatting the uh, Dark Order, which would be kind of silly. I don't know. Because uh, AEW doesn't exist to us NXT lovers. That's a lie. I'm going to watch AEW tomorrow. Um, but uh, Damian Priest, Dominic Dijakovic, and Keith Lee is convicted awesome. And it's definitely the second best match of the night. The women's match is probably, as a whole, is probably the third best. But it could easily um, it could easily be in a battle with Dexter's match. Dexter's match was great. Um, and much better job this week, NXT, of opening with something all of us want to see. Um, you open with a dream promo in every show and you'll be fine. Cause I would, I would much rather watch that than a third of AEW's, um, openers. So, um, Cody opens great. Jericho opens great. Um, dream opens 
in the same category as those guys. So you can open with those with him any day, and it will pull some eyes. So um, I'll feast my eyes on that. I wish I would have feast my eyes on a title change tonight. It didn't happen. Uh, not because I don't like Keith Lee, just because I like the titles moving. And I like them moving a lot. Um, I will tell you, in my opinion, the best era of WWE had titles moving a lot. So let's move them around. Let's let's juggle them. Let's let's create some characters. Let's have a fun time with it. Uh, but uh, as a whole, this show is convicted awesome. Um, it is the best show they've put on since the Corona shutdown, uh, by hands down. And I would say the best show, other <sighs> SmackDown did some did too much promo stuff. Um, last week, I, I think this week's SmackDown might be better than NXT. Um, commentary is the only place where NXT is losing to either of its other two, uh, either of the WWE's other two brands, um, during the Corona thing. Um, it really makes you appreciate Morrow's ability to talk nonstop. It is really, really, really something I appreciate very much right now um it also makes me appreciate tom phillips promos because usually he's the one talking on the promos um i never want to hear him on commentary ever again ever again he'll make the list if he's on commentary ever again just stop it just a reminder that this podcast has been a member of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Um, just go check them out, man. Tatnusco.com. Uh, um, Tatnus Uncensored. Uh, he is really a lot of fun to talk to and listen to. You've got to check out Tatnus. Um, Basement Bullshit is, is a good show. <laughs> Pop on there. Listen to a couple podcasts. See which ones you like. Fall in love with them. Um, and then, of course, pop on to ours. Make sure to give us a like on your listening s- system that you prefer. Uh, subscribe to us. Um, and if you can go over to uh, Apple and give us five stars, that'd be even better. Just a reminder, we do use the uh, Anchor.fm app to record these. Um Mad props to Smarks. He's also our producer, uh, which means he's, he, he has to listen to these ones that I do. Um, poor guy. Um, more importantly, he has to do, do all this stuff twice. So Anchor.fm makes that about 100 million times easier for him. Uh, it is a the best way to do a podcast on your own. Um, so anyway, check in with Smarks. Um Hopefully you've already listened to his AEW show because I know he's going to post that first because I had some technical difficulties. So um, get after it. Watch some NXT. WrestleMania weekend, baby. Get excited. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. See you Friday for the SmackDown recap and then Sunday for the WrestleMania recap. It's the biggest weekend in wrestling and there's a stupid virus get angry but protect yourselves and social distance and wash your hands and use hand sanitizer and yeah just to be healthy all right peace out love you all um nxt was awesome tonight convicted i'm gonna say seven seven out of ten convictions pretty good so
Peace.